Just do what I said and your girlfriend will never find out you're cheating on her. Trust me, I'm an expert. All right, I'll see you tonight under the bleachers. Oh, and this time, leave your camera at home. Let's rock. Can I get a woman? No Man Presents, live from the nudie bar, the Married with Children podcast. And here are your hosts, Dan, Jamie, and Al. What's up, guys? It's the Married with Children podcast. We are back. We are in the nudie bar, and... I'm Al. I just filled up on packaged condiments from Barney Dog. <laughs> I'm Jamie, and I'm a good girl, Mommy. I said no cameras. Aw, <laughs> <laughs> oh, shucks. Hey, don't call me a TV in my own house. You're a TV toaster. I thought I was a TV. <laughs> no, you're a toaster. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, guys. We are reviewing He Ain't Much Buddy's Mine. When Peg overhears a trashy blonde brag about an affair, she suspects Al is scoring more than strikes at the bowling alley. Oh. 710 split. If he were having a threesome, would that be a turkey? Oh. Wow, three strikes. That's that's absolutely correct. You jive-ass look, turkey. Look at you knowing you're bowling. Look at you, Jamie. This episode opens up with a shot of Al and Peg laying in bed. And it's weird. She has her hand on his throat and her foot like jammed into his lower back. And later on in the show, she says to Al, uh, oh, no, earlier in the show, during Life's a Beach, mm. didn't when when Peg was sleeping on the beach while Marilyn Bemis came over and was hitting on Al, didn't she say, oh, you know, I can't sleep without my knee in your back? So why did they put her foot in his back this time instead? Wouldn't that have been of like like great continuity to have her knee in his back? It would have, but they didn't expect anyone to do a podcast uh, thirty years later. <laughs> right, <laughs> twenty five, thirty years later, whatever it's called. Yeah, uh, yeah. So this is season four, episode five. I forgot to mention because I'm such a professional. Uh, it was directed by Jerry Cohen, as always. Written by Lisa Rosenthal and Michael Moy. Yeah, and Lisa Rosenthal, this is the only episode of this show that she wrote, but she did write numerous episodes of Fresh Prince of Bel-Air and um, I think a couple of Martin, and uh, she was producer on both of those shows. Well, she has numerous other credits, but... Now, Jamie, do you think um, the other aspect of Fresh Prince of Bel-Air had something to do with that, with this episode? What other aspect? Um, his mother, guys. Uh, so. Oh my God, you're absolutely right. right. Holy shit! Wait, yeah, second, yeah. So, Jamie, see, I don't blame you, Jamie, for one reason and one reason only. Uh, like Alex alluded to in the in the previous episode. Wow, some of these people have extremely extensive IMDb credits. <laughs> oh, in this episode, yes, they do. Right, and and by the way, while we're on that subject, you guys, we were uh, we were talking so much and so concerned with the "you will not make this putt, jackass." Now, <laughs> I said this to Alex, I believe. Jamie, did you also realize that that's the guy from um from uh what is it? Is it FedEx or? Or uh, what, whatever. In Back to the Future 2, 
when he brings Marty the, the letter from Doc from the Old West. Yeah, I think it's oh. um, the Western Union. Western Union, you see? Now, this episode, it's called He Ain't Much But He's Mine. It's from, it's named after the, the song He Ain't Heavy, He's My Brother. Is that what it is? Yeah. What does that mean? Like, have you ever heard this song? Of course. Yeah. And what? Absolutely. And uh, basically what it means is, you know, you you carry him on your back, uh, you know, metaphorically. He's not heavy. He's my brother. Like, I'll do anything for him, you know. And uh, yeah, that's very, that's very famous. But I'm strong, strong enough to carry him. He ain't heavy. He's my brother. It was in Zoolander for oh, one thing. Yeah. Oh, wow. Cool. Well, you know, by bizarre coincidence, I was going <clears> to <throat> – I wanted to make a post that there was, like I said, a storm in Jersey. I've been working 204 hours in 13 days. So that run of overtime was over because we got everything restored. So I, I was looking for pictures of people sleeping that I would add to my post and with uh, – a total bizarre coincidence. I just typed in Married with Children Sleeping and the opening shot of this episode came up the same day I watched this to review it. Yeah, but you know what, Alex? Bizarre coincidence. Um, we just chalked those up to just another day around these This parts. is our life now. This is, so, this is totally us at the bottom of the lake. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, Pete... Like, people don't even know that. But if you've heard the Skeleton Crew, we have these bizarre coincidences oh. all the time. Like, to think that I was going to make a post about sleeping, p- put that in, and the same episode I'm watching today came up as the first picture, that is just like, I, I can't even, and this ha- this stuff happens way too often, and that's what Dan's talking about. Yep, absolutely. So, Peg slams his hand down on the alarm uh, when it was going off, and thank God they moved the cactus that uh, Peg put there <laughs> in the first episode, the pilot episode. Yeah. Because that wouldn't have been good. So yeah. Al snored via Condios in his sleep. <laughs> I had no idea that was even a song. Oh, my God. I was going to say, tell me you know that one. <laughs> no, I do not. Alex, I love him. I literally just thought that was a line in Point Break that I like a lot. <laughs> when uh, when Johnny Utah says it to Bodie before he goes surfing again. Yeah, it means go with God, and it's a, I guess, a popular song written by Larry Russell, Inez James, and Buddy Pepper, and first recorded by Anita O'Day in 1952, and Les Paul and Mary Ford had a number one uh, recording in 1953. I guess I'll play a clip of that song so we know what Al was, uh, the tune that was coming out of his nose, so here's, here's that song. Vaya con Dios, my darling. Vaya con Dios, my love. Now the village mission bells are softly ringing. That's the jam right there. Yeah, he's pretty talented. Mm. 
Peg wants a romantic night. Al is going bowling, though. The girls are in the beauty parlor, and they talk about having sex and how much it would, like, how much they'd have to get paid to have sex with Gary Shandling. That's right, yeah. How much would you have to be paid to have sex with Gary Shandling? It would be a lot because he's dead now. Yeah, he's dead. He died in uh, 2016, and, and nobody really mentioned it. Uh, I would disagree with that, Alex. I, You've heard things about it? Nah, not, not. <laughs> I would what? disagree. You've heard things about it? Nah. <laughs> oh, no, shut up, Jamie. <laughs> You're such a brat. I don't think more so than any other uh, celebrity because um, he's pretty well known, guys. I, I think that he got, that he got his due. Uh, so to speak, but uh, I think he's definitely underrated at the same time. So I was uh, I was happy to hear that line. Oh, he was amazing on the Larry Sanders show. Right, right, exactly. Yeah, hey, listen, nobody talked about Ronnie Dangerfield dying either, so that was kind of disappointing. So, hey, listen, I guess we just don't do that anymore. Yeah, we get no respect. Unless they say... <laughs> <laughs> wow, nice. Oh. Uh, so all the girls are making... Like, this, this trashy blonde walks in the beauty parlor... And all the girls who are Peg's friends are making comments on the blonde right. in the tight red top pretty loud. I yeah, mean, right. where do these girls learn to whisper? On a helicopter? Right. Yeah, that's that's clearly a sitcom thing or whatever. But, like, it is tough to decipher whether, you know what I mean? Like, whether she's meant to hear it or not. Because they could play it either way, right? Like, at any given time, she could respond to that, and it wouldn't be <clears throat> that crazy to believe that. Do you know what I mean? It's, But it's always like, like you said, it's a sitcom thing. Like, they talk loud, and it's like, they could hear you. Right. Bleached. <laughs> Siliconed. <laughs> Kept. Happy. <laughs> well, let's get into this uh, blonde in the tight red top. Her name is Ginger on the show, Elizabeth Kiefer in real life. Now, she doesn't have, uh, like, a remarkable career, but she was in, like, <laughs> some funny things. Yeah? She was in On Happy Days, On Cheers, hmm. and Superboy, the 1990 Super- TV show. <laughs> wow, dude, remember that? No, and I, I'm sure most people are trying to forget it. Do you? I know. <laughs> now, wait, she was also in Freddy's Nightmares, which I just find hilarious for some reason. I read that, too. I was going to look it up, but then I was like, I remembered how um, underwhelming Freddy's Nightmares really were. It was not good. If you have even the slightest blip of nostalgia for that show, hold on to it. Don't Don't investigate that. Yeah, and the, the first episode was actually about Freddy, and I think it had Best Robert England himself. It was like his origin story, and that is, you could stop there, man. I mean, it... <laughs> we're ready for you, Mrs. Rhodes, and we're going to make you beautiful. Do you sell insurance, like at the airport? <laughs> so, uh, this hairdresser girl, this weird, like, nasally, she sounds like she's holding her nose when she talks. Yes. Yes. Her name is Molly, and her real name is Kimmy Robertson. Now her resume is spectacular. I mean, Everyone should re- should recognize her from something. I mean, you you right. know that even if you don't know from what, you know the face. Totally, Jamie, and right. the voice. The two most, I mean, in my life anyway, and probably everybody who listens to this, yeah, uh, recognizable place as she was. Now uh, she was on The Simpsons as Samantha Stanky. I remember that episode. And when I realized this, 
I could actually hear Samantha Stanky talking, and I was like, wow. Yeah. That is her. Like, it's so weird because her voice is so distinct, but I never would have put it together. Now, here's where I know her from, though, and it's a, an amazing tie into this show. She's from Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead. Really? Wait, who? Who? She was uh, the the girl who was constantly sick, and she helped Sue Ellen with all her work. Those QED reports or whatever. Yeah, dude. Oh, wow. Right on top of that, Rose. Right. She's the one who did all the work. Oh my god. Wow. See, no. Can I say something though, in terms of like um how how you've been investigating all these people? This is exciting, man. Like I'd almost like keep myself from finding out uh, what all these people did previously because I love finding out. This is exciting, Alex. This is yeah, I love that. It like ties it all together and it kind of like rounds things out. What's wrong with our husbands anyway? We go out of our way to look beautiful for them, and all we are are things to strike a match on. <laughs> I know. The only time Al looks at me is when he wants the cap off his beer. <laughs> As if his teeth aren't as good as mine. Now, Jamie, when Brian, uh, your husband, opens a beer, does he use your mouth, like your teeth, to open it? <laughs> no. I'll tell you, if I could get the paperboard to come up for some hot cocoa just once, I'd chuck my husband in a second. Husbands. Actually, husbands are wonderful. If they're not your own. <laughs> so this, uh, I was naturally going to say this hot blonde, but let's, I'm not saying she's not. I'm just saying, what do you guys think of the looks of this blonde with the tight red top? You know, she's not supposed to be in her 20s. Yeah. She's not supposed to be stunningly hot or anything, I don't think, right? Uh, so, yeah. otherwise they would have picked one of the girls from Life's a Beach if they wanted to do, go that route. So, right. how do you feel about her hotness? Do you think she's hot? Uh, well, she's no Tracy Lords. I know! Good point. Uh, you know what's funny is when I was watching this episode, <laughs> having, ha- having listened to the show as much as I have and following the uh, on the podcast, podcast on the Facebook page, etc. Right. I as soon as she walked in and kind of walked in front of the other ladies to go sit down, I thought, I thought to myself, well, this is going to go up on the Facebook page because, <laughs> yep, like, exactly. <laughs> yep. and, and guess what? It is. And yep. um, <laughs> it will. It is now. I mean, I think she's pretty. You know, she's fine, but she doesn't, uh, you know, blow me away. Like, I'm, no, she's not going to make a blind man drool. Yeah, but you know, I frequently see men cheating with women who are not really? as hot who are not as hot as their wives that's true and i do see that a lot because and it's and i'm all the time like damn i just don't get it your wife is so much hotter but it's not about the hot it's about the right. different you know it's about strange right. so right. yeah getting some strange piece um, of change so i get i mean to me that doesn't that really shouldn't factor yeah. into whether or not he would cheat with her because also okay. A lot of times it's how freaky is the girl? What is she willing Ooh. to do? What it, you know, right. you know what I'm saying? Like, and All it's just, for a dollar. or just different. Yeah, no, you're right. I guess. Yeah. Good perspective. Yeah. So that I definitely think different now. So yeah. So she's sitting there bragging about <laughs> <laughs> bragging about Al, so to speak. What's that wrong? sounded like such a lie. <laughs> yeah, Alex, Good perspective. Yeah. I definitely think uh, different now. <laughs> no, I no, I honestly do. What do I, do I sound like a sarcastic yes. guy? You did. You did right. 
you did right there, and it was perfect. Good. No, no, I, I honestly do, because I really didn't think of it that way, because you're right. You did remind me of a lot of cases I heard where guys cheat on their wives with girls who aren't even really that much better looking than their wife. So I definitely think differently now. Well, they're grateful for the smallest bit of attention. They're hearty as all get out. <laughs> and the best part of it? Their spirit's already been broken. <laughs> Thank God my spirit's not broken. I'm married, but my spirit's not broken. I don't yeah, even know. Yeah, this would, like, cripple somebody like Alex or I. We'd just be done. Yeah, like, you gotta wear the pants in the family because women want a real man anyway. And one of the main reasons that they actually do have a bad marriage is because if you don't act like a man and take charge of, like, basically, like, key situations that women expect you to do, then they're eventually ultimately going to be unfulfilled because they're not with a real man. And then that's when your problems are really going to start. If you think being subservient is going to make a woman happy, right. it's not. It might You might think that for the moment it'll settle the situation, but if you ultimately are a subservient guy, your marriage is already pointed downward and you will be divorced. Well, isn't breaking it part of the fun? Oh, no. The fun is the condos, the cars, and the sex every night. <laughs> oh, believe me, the best things in life are someone else's. The best, because she, she delivers it like, the best things in life are somebody else's. Yeah. She says it as if, it's like a weird, exaggerated delivery. Right. Like, why would you, why would she be bummed out that there's somebody else's? Because she she could easily get married. Right. Um, she's having all the fun while the wives are clearly miserable. So coming from that point of view, and she knows her character, right. why would her character say it that way? Like, she should have said, the best things in life are somebody else's. Like, she should have been happy to say this. Yeah. Yeah. But when do you get to see him? I mean, how do husbands get out? Well, they may appear stupid, but they usually find an excuse to get away. Usually bowling. <laughs> That's what my current guy says. He is married to a real shrew. She doesn't cook for him. She doesn't clean for him. <laughs> well, it's so easy to please a man who has nothing. Fry him up a burger and you get a 24-inch Sony. <laughs> Are you ready for your color now, dear? Oh, sure. Now, don't let it go red. He says that color makes him want to throw up. <laughs> hey, everybody! Al's cheating on Peggy! <laughs> now, now, Peg looks like a fool. Um... Marcy, though, has a bigger dilemma. She she gets a 50s hairdo. I guess it's like a beehive, and they, they call it a helmet, and they say – and some she opens the door, and some kid says, look, it's the Pope. Alex, didn't they all get it, though? It was just hers that was actually, you know, a little bit – None of the main girls. Oh, yeah, but oh, that reminds me. We forgot to talk about one of the main girls. Um, The, the, the black lady, her name is uh, Vernie Watson – uh, Renee on the show. Right, right. She was in uh, Christmas with the Cranks, and that's not even a big deal, but apparently she's famous for it. But she has 172 acting credits. What? She's a complete, complete working actress. Wow. Good for, oh, you know what? She's in everything. She pops right. up all over the place. Huh. You recognize her? Of course. 
Like, I don't know. She just seems like I, she hardly had a line or anything. I just never really thought about it. But, yeah, she has a major, major career. So oh, good for her, dude. That's cool, though. Oh, Marcy, stop complaining. I think you look great. <laughs> oh, Marcy, I'm really worried about Al and this other woman. Oh, who cares about your petty problems? I'm a helmet head! <laughs> Look, it's the Pope! <laughs> Lick a wall socket! Kelly hooks up with guys who are in relationships already. Now, right. this was already established. We saw that. In the house that Peg lost when all the girls were fighting over it at the end of the episode. Right. But now we learned that guys are even allowed to bring cameras with them. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that was kind of a leap, huh? <laughs> Don't worry. Just do what I said and your girlfriend will never find out you're cheating on her. Trust me, I'm an expert. All right, I'll see you tonight under the bleachers. Oh. And this time, leave your camera at home. <laughs> Kelly's, um, how far she goes and if it's a joke or not, like, we used to think Bud was just kind of teasing her and stuff, but now we know that guys are, are like, capturing this in photograph. Like, what are they taking? Jamie, when you were in high school, would you let guys bring cameras with them? (laughs) This is going to be great. (laughs) Sometimes the crank got in the way. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't date when I was in high school. (laughs) No. No, I was a good girl. Now, why would Kelly let a guy bring a camera? Like, wouldn't she? Is she so stupid that she doesn't even realize that this will probably be spread everywhere? Like, what else would a high school kid do with a camera full of photographs of her and him? It's not like it was going to go on the Internet. (laughs) Well, that's the that's the thing. Right. Kelly, I want to talk to you about something. I'm a good girl, mommy. <laughs> I said no camera. <laughs> oh, I don't care what you do. This is about me. But get lost. <laughs> How do you look? You've obviously been the other woman ever since you learned to slit your diapers up the side. Your diapers since you've been yeah, a I mean, little kid. Like a slit skirt, you know, that slit way up the thigh, but instead she was wearing diapers, so she slid up her diapers. So, you know. So we're saying like a... a... It's just hyperbole, that's all. Like, you know... Hyperbole. um... Uh, like a guy, uh, yeah, he was born, when he was born, he fell out of his mom's womb with galoshes and a fishing line. With galoshes! Exactly. See, like that, I just thought it was, galoshes. I thought it was very funny. Like, I, I think it's hilarious that her, that it's coming from her mom. Right. Uh, you know, the whole situation is funny to me. So, yeah, I really liked that joke. The first thing that I teach them is that a woman can pick up the scent of another woman on her man. So to get rid of it, I have them rub their hands in the grass. Does he ask you to move, or does he just work around you? Is there no kennel that will take him? God, please. We both know your sister's not a tramp. She's just popular. Okay, date's over. Your smell's off him. Now what? Always make sure they have an excuse. Somewhere they've been. Um, the library, their parole officer, the drunk tank. Bowling? Well, that works for older guys. 
<laughs> Your father's out bowling tonight. Oh, well, I mean, I meant people older than Daddy. Are there any? <laughs> hey, Mom, do you think Dad's cheating on you? Oh, of course not. Good, because we don't want to see you and Dad break up. We're almost like a family here. <laughs> so Kelly knows that she's a plaything for guys' amusement. Like, she literally admitted that. Mm-hmm. Like, they just laid it on heavy this episode with what a slut Kelly is. Uh, yeah, I, I can't disagree with anything that you just said, sir. So she looked good in that miniskirt, though. I'll tell you that, so. Uh, no, not yet. Not until she's 18, sir. Ah, uh, she doesn't look good yet. You're right. <laughs> what is that, by the way? I'm kind of uh, dying for that to happen. <laughs> um, November, sometime in November. Oh, I can't wait that long. One of the best lines ever, she said to Al, let me smell your breath. And is it is it uh, something that the girl said she cooked, I guess? Right. And then she he says, no, it's it's our wedding cake. That was the last time I ate. <laughs> That's ridiculous, dude. Oh. Uh, now, were any of you thinking Peg was actually cooking that hamburger? No, not for a second. Really? I was totally fooled. They it got me. Been... They did get you? Yeah. I was kind of oh. waiting for the cigarette to fall in. <laughs> so Peg acts like it's some fascinating ordeal to cook this hamburger, but didn't she just get done making the most elaborate turkey dinner? Yes, yes. How could she have made the turkey? Like, is there a conspiracy going on? Did Marcy actually make that turkey dinner? Peggy, I really don't think Al's cheating on you. I took an impromptu poll of all the women I know, and as far as his desirability, Al ranked below Alf. <laughs> Which means they'd rather make love to a piece of cloth with a man's hand in it <laughs> than with your husband. Do you guys remember Alf? <laughs> yes. I had a talking Ooh. Alf doll. Um, I Actually, my boyfriend in the seventh grade... My uh, would you could like I could call him any time, but I wasn't allowed to yeah. call him when Alf was on. Really? Because he, yeah, so he was because he was such a big fan. He was like, you know, Alf's on. I'll talk to you. That's so crazy. <laughs> wow. Well, Alf, uh, for those who don't know, it was a 1986 to 1990 show. It it was about like an it's Alf means alien life form. Uh, his name in real life was Gordon Shumway. I mean, in his real life, I mean. Alien life form? That's why it's called Elf? I swear I didn't yeah. even make that connection. He's from wow. Mel Mac. Oh, my God. Remember Mac and me? Ugh. He ate cats. He ate the cats. Did they ever show him actually, like, putting a cat down his throat? I think so. I know oh. he tried to eat Lucky all the time. Like, that was right. the running gag was that he was trying to eat Lucky, but he never did. Right. I don't remember ever actually seeing him eat one, but I guess it's a possibility. I don't know. Well, for, most people probably don't know that. In 2004, they tried to bring Alf back. I guess that was like a pretty peak of nostalgia. It was 14 years later, and they they made this thing, Alf's hit talk show. Um, it featured Alf as Johnny Carson, like a Johnny Carson type behind a desk, yep. and it uh, co-hosted Ed McMahon. As a sidekick, it ran for seven episodes, so it, it was short. I think it lasted as long as uh, Henry Winkler's uh, Monty when he tried to come back after Happy Days and be like a politician and stuff. That didn't last long either. Like there was a lot of bomb shows 
wow. where they try to bring back something people cared about in the past, and that was one of them. Yeah, but you know what? You got to admire the uh, the attempt. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, I do. And and that nostalgia part in you that needs to be fed, so to speak. Like I said, it's the attempt that's great. And look at all these revivals with with the Fuller House, with the Roseanne and stuff like that. Now, I would say, and I know you guys would agree with this, and I know this is not going to be the last time that we discuss this, but this show is primed for a reunion. Oh, God. Well, Bud wanted to do something where he's out because he's Al's age now, or he's actually, it's been so long that he's trying to get this off the floor that he's actually older than Al now. Is he? Oh, older than Al was when he started, yeah. So that should have definitely happened, being such sort of like a a niche popular show like this. I can't believe it, that it has not happened. But yeah, Fuller House and Roseanne uh, show us that there's definitely possibilities, but who knows? We'll see. Come on, Lies Capade. Is he cheating on me or not? <laughs> Absolutely not. You are a liar. All you men stick together. Yeah, you probably weren't even watching, Al. How do you guys think Steve looks as a homeless guy? Yeah, yeah he looks great. He actually reminded me of, oh, what's his name in the beginning of Scanners? So he spies on Al. <laughs> oh, my God, Jamie. To see if Al's cheating. And so all he saw was Al eat packaged condiments from uh, Barney Dog for lunch. And he was he was so filled up on him, he passed up <laughs> dinner, which is weird. <laughs> No matter how much ketchup and mustard you eat, can you really say you're not in the mood for a burger after that? Uh, no, never. Wouldn't that be perfect to have all three sit in your stomach? <laughs> right. <laughs> Did Marcy look like a Klingon to you guys? Yes. Without a doubt. She, she just needs that horseshoe crab on her forehead, and she's all set. That was a, oh, I thought that was very funny, but Marcy did the thing that I don't like when people do in sitcoms, and it's where they obviously hang back to let the laughter clear oh. before they say their next line and then walk out the door. I mean, you could tell that she was standing in the door waiting for the laughter oh, right? and then delivering her response. And then she walked out the door and I just, it's I get point. it, but I, it, it always irritates me when it's that obvious. Cause I just, I like it when right. the flow is a little more natural. Yeah. That happens a lot when people walk into the door in this show. Yeah. <laughs> Where have you been? You got me. An old girlfriend, Kathleen Turner, was in town. So I uh, rubbed some grime and lice on my body and we went dumpster hopping. Well, you hate my hair so much you'd really do that, wouldn't you? Well, yeah. Well, let's just see Kathleen Turner make melon balls for you. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Like, I'm sorry, out of all the names you could mention, (laughs) (laughs) Kathleen Turner, I'm just like... Two words, body heat. Oh, yes. Right. So what, was she super sexy in that? Yes, she is. She's legendary And, uh, I mean, there's something... I've always thought Kathleen Turner was hot. Now, later when she showed up in, like, Californication, uh, not so much. But back in this, back during this time period, yeah, she was hot. Well, she was in Romancing the Stone, Peggy Sue Got Married, and War of the Roses as well. And I I know War of the Roses was pretty big. They all were. And uh, uh, apart from Romancing the Stone was also Jewel of the Nile. Uh, That was the same characters, but um, like a series. 
Steve brings up melon balls again. So I remember Steve saying like, oh, if you knew how to make a decent melon ball or right. whatever, or like, you know, but it's cool because it's like for a real fan, it's like, oh yeah, that's weird because he's into melon balls and makes a big deal about them. Exactly. So, so he would cheat on a girl who makes a decent melon ball. Um, <laughs> I mean, a girl, you know, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, we got it. With her. How bad is Al at reassuring a wife that he is not cheating? Hi, Al. Honey, look. Look, look, look. I, I made you a hamburger, and I even cooked it on both sides. Well, Peg, I'm not hungry. I filled up at the store on ketchup and mustard. <laughs> Besides, I'm going bowling tonight. Oh, no, you're not. I know what you're up to. You're making the 710 split with some blonde floozy. That's what this is about? You think I'm cheating on you? Well, what else am I gonna think? You go to work, come home? I'm not blind, you know. <laughs> hey, sit down. Honey, you're an idiot. <laughs> you think that just because I don't tell you I love you, I don't want to spend any time with you? And the sound of your voice often makes me cringe that I want another woman? You're the only one for me. You really mean that? Well, sure, what do I always say? Why go out for milk when you got a cow at home? Oh, honey. You really do love me. I think it, they're right, Jamie. Wouldn't you say it's downplayed because he's really not? So his character isn't coming from our point of view. He's coming from his own point of view. So he's not going to even try to act like he's not. Like if my wife accused me, I'd be like, "Oh yeah, yeah." Every night I'm out doing this and that. Like I wouldn't try either. Yeah. Like that, that, that was a good character choice. Yeah, like it. Yeah, I buy it. <laughs> Let's go upstairs and have sex right now. Well, honey, you know what I always say. No. <laughs> Al gets a sex point for rejecting Peg on the couch. Wow. Now, look, Peg, I got to go upstairs and wash the feet off my hands. <laughs> I know you're cheating on me. And I'll find out. Mark my words. I'll win you back. And when I do, you better pack your bags because you're out of here. <laughs> look at her. Sitting there all blonde and pretty. Now, you know how I like it. Just even out the ends, but don't lose any length. He likes it long. <laughs> That's what turns him on. Oh, does it, Al? Marcy, could you subtly distract the hairdresser? The one who did my hair? I'll try. So now Peg wants to get revenge on the girl that she thinks is sleeping with her husband. So she has Marcy distract the uh, 50s hairdresser <laughs> by by gag, like, <laughs> throwing a rag or something, a towel over this poor woman's head and dragging her into the, like, the dressing room or whatever. I loved that moment. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was, I mean, well, because Marcy, she's looking for revenge. Look what she did to right. her. You know, and I thought that was right. hilarious. She was like, you mean? Yeah, I can't remember exact words, right. but basically right. the woman who did this to me? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. She was yeah. all excited about that. Yeah, that was great. And you're right. That that totally paid off Marcy's ongoing 
uh, struggle throughout the episode. Uh, it was the perfect payoff for her. And it's cool because Marcy, again, tries to come off as prim and proper. But again, we see her fish hooks moment. I want to say this about Marcy, man. She's got layers, dude. She's got mad layers. Like, and, and it's not, none of them are really out of character, you know? No, they're not. She's like, she reflects society as trying to come off as one thing and really being another one. So I, I think. Uh, and not only that, dude, it's, uh, I remember just hating Marcy a lot more than I did this time around. And from Marcy, where I just remember her being the coldest of the cult, like an ice cold uh, back in the day. So I, it, it warmed my heart a little bit to see that her character had, had a lot of layers, you know? Well, I think Marcy, um, as a kid, you when you watch this show, you really don't like Marcy, and as you're an adult, you actually get it. You know, I think I think it's one of those because as a kid, I probably hated Marcy. You know, I saw her as Al's nemesis. I never liked her, and then but then again, I, I always watched the show, so I think I evolved into appreciating her. So I did it slowly. I agree, but yeah, but I think if if you watch this as a kid, and then all of a sudden you heard that we have a podcast about it, and then all of a sudden you're like listening to us at thirty or thirty five or whatever. Um, you're probably like, oh, wow, Marcy was pretty cool. Right. Uh, yep. Thank you. This blonde chick is reading a, a nudie magazine called Playtime. So Peg comes up from behind her and imitates this uh, nasally 50s looking <laughs> uh, beautician, I guess. Yep. Remember, just the ends, leave it long. Just like he likes it. Yeah, Peggy. So, uh, how many husbands have you stolen? Ten or twelve. But the year is still young. And the best part is, I've never been caught. Oh. I guess you're just too smart for him, huh? You know, I've even had sex in their own beds while their wives were out shopping. (laughs) And starts lopping off pieces of this woman's hair. Like, can you imagine? And then Al walks in with an axe lodged in his bowling ball. That's great, dude. I love that. Yeah. He didn't even care. He was just like, he he, he accepted his fate a long time ago, and he knows Peg so well that he's just like, well, I got to nip this in the bud, but I mean, this is just another day. I do love the fact that he came down there to, and he knew where she'd be, and so he, he came do. down there to to clear things up. Oh, look, honey, what the hell? I've been thinking, you know, we're married. You deserve a jump every now and then. So I checked the TV guide. There's nothing on Saturday night. So let's say we make a date somewhere between 8 and 8.30 during Mr. Belvedere. Well, maybe we could go a little longer if I were wearing this. Well, what do I care what you're wearing? I'll just be watching the clock. Come on, I want you to meet someone. Okay. Hi. Hi. Who's this? Who's this? You mean you're not sleeping with him? (laughs) Please, even I have standards. (laughs) And I also thought it was kind of cute when she was like, come here, Al, I want you to meet somebody. And she thinks she's going to show him his mistress. And he goes, okay, or who is it? Or what? I mean, it was just, I don't know. I liked him in that scene. I liked him a lot. I feel like with 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 you know Al and Peggy, 
there really is a sweetness to them. Besides all the bull and and all the digs and stuff like that, I mean, I would say that that obviously besides the digs as well, I would say that they have the strongest relationship, even more so than Marcy and Steve or Marcy and Jefferson in the later episodes. You know, because oh god. Marcy and Jefferson have no strong bond. Right. And, and dude, right. Exactly. Uh, so even um, Mr. Belvedere gets a jab in this episode. <laughs> he does. <laughs> Do you guys remember that show? Yeah, I watched. Well, not while it was on. I watched maybe one or two episodes while it was in syndication. But I never, ever watched it when it was on its regular run. I think it was just I didn't watch that network or something or on that night or I don't know, but I never I never watched it. Hmm. Jamie, would you were you always like a TV uh, movie nerd? I mean, I know with the horror stuff, but like, I don't know your history in terms of like sitcoms and stuff like that. I know Alex's to a certain extent, but I, have I no was clue. always a TV whore. Like I even <laughs> um, I watched old t- like I know a lot about really old TV shows. Right. right. So, um, yeah, I mean, I've game shows, TV shows, right, right. My whole life, yes. Wow, dude. What, Alex, what about you? Uh, yeah, I, I grew up in a place where I eventually felt I, I did not jive exactly with, uh, everyone or what's around me or where the direction it was all going in. And I think, um, like my refuge or whatever was TV and movies and stuff. So I kind of like uh, receded into that instead. Yep. And I found that to be more relatable and appealing and, and it spoke to me more than what was going on and the people in my immediate life. So yeah, I, I definitely, um, and I'm glad I don't regret it. Like now that uh, I got older and I've, you know, like, obviously I'm I'm definitely able to be more sociable and I can interact better than I even could then or whatever. I'm glad I have this whole background, um, you know, beneath it all because I think it changed who I am and it, it gave me more layers and stuff. So it, it worked better. Yeah. But – uh, yeah, well, Mr. Belvedere, uh, it's a weird show. It just about, like, I never, it seemed like something about a butler, and it lasted six seasons from 85 to 90. Never watched it, though. Uh, never got into it, and not my kind of thing. I, I always got that one confused, too, with Jamie. What was it? Um, the Wonder, the Little Wonder. Wonder you? Oh, the little, oh, that girl that was a robot? The robot one, yeah. Small Wonder. Right, exactly. Ha <laughs> ha. Yeah, that was one of the worst. Uh, <laughs> no. No one's going to be asking to bring that back. Well, uh, the blonde has standards, but no hair. So <laughs> Not anymore. Uh, what's, how do you guys, are you guys kind of bummed out that we didn't get to see the reaction of her losing her hair? She has, she has like, we, we, she has no idea that her hair was lopped off as far as we know. That would be assault today. Yeah. <laughs> and not only that, I feel like that would open up a can of worms, so to speak, like, uh, you know, like obviously a showdown with Peg and stuff like that. And it being so inconsequential once she found out that he wasn't cheating or whatever, I just feel like at that point it would just be more of a, uh, 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 you know. Right. I was kind of bummed out that I was like, wow, wait, we don't see a reaction from her. Like, I really thought like, I don't know. The writers are probably like, listen, it's 22 minutes. We're at the tail end of this thing. 
and I, I don't really want to think of where it would go. Are they going to fight? What's going to happen? We're wrapping this up, and we got to get to the bedroom scene. Let's just not even have her notice. That's what I think happened, Alex. I really do. Yeah. It, it would have been a little too much, and that would have just added another aspect to the show where if that were to happen, I feel like um, – Despite what I said and it, it kind of reinforcing her love for, I feel like it would have taken away to, from that original storyline. Do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It, yeah, it would have been – it would have sidetracked it. Yeah. Totally. After these messages, we'll be right back. I'm looking for someone other than my wife. Other than my wife. Ashley Madison's right behind. I'm looking for someone other than So you were really jealous, huh, Penn? Well, who can blame you? <laughs> Stallion like me only comes around once a year. Exactly once a year. <laughs> yeah, I guess it was pretty silly of me thinking you were cheating. <laughs> How stupid. <laughs> like someone else would have you. <laughs> I feel like such a fool. I mean, you are a middle-aged shoe salesman. Some woman would have to be pretty darn okay, desperate. Okay, Peg, to that's think enough of an apology now. So Peg is thrilled to say that Al's a middle-aged shoe salesman, and someone would have to be pretty desperate to <laughs> want him. But she's going to get a rude awakening uh, down the line. Uh, Al, Al's going to become attractive pretty soon. Believe it or not, like. Something that Al's going to do or something that his aura about him is eventually going to click with the neighborhood women. And Peg's going <laughs> to wow. gonna get a rude awakening. Yep. Did they find out about his high school football career? Or? <laughs> <laughs> no. no. <laughs> uh, so she says, I'm not the only one who you're not doing it with. So she's happy about that. Yep. Uh, so that's a sex point for Al. So he gets two sex points this episode. And – that pretty much wraps it up, so we'll be right back after these very important words. No, ma'am, we'll be right back to wrap up this week's review. Be sure to join their Facebook group page for all the podcast news and updates. Be sure to subscribe to them on the Apple Podcast app, and please leave a review telling them what you think of the show. To subscribe to their YouTube channel, just go to channels and search up Married with Children podcast. Now they're available on the TV Time app. Go to your app store and type in TV Time. Join their Patreon and support your favorite podcast with a small monthly donation. You can email them at marriedwchildrenpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for checking out this review. Now Dan, Jamie, and Alex are going to give their final thoughts on this week's episode. Yes, please join everything. Um, how many ketchup packets are we eating for dinner tonight for this episode out of five, Dan? I would give this uh, three ketchup packets out of five. It was good. It wasn't great. I've seen better episodes. But like I said in the last episode, guys, it's 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 a lot to do with the context of the show in terms of like I don't think it's bad by any means, but I've seen – 
enough episodes to where I think they just crushed it. Like, they are just so funny, um, you know, firing on all cylinders. So um, if, if you know, that's kind of my only uh, criteria that I look at is basically uh, how the episode stacks up to two other uh, episodes in this uh, beautiful, wonderful, well-written series. So, yeah, three ketchup packets out of five. Jamie, how many ketchup packets are you eating for dinner tonight out of five? I think I'm eating four. Oh, wow. You liked four it, Four huh? ketchup packets for dinner. I really did. And you know why? This is one of the episodes where we get to see that they're at, you know, how much Peg actually does care about Al. You know? Right. And she, and she really does. As many problems as she gives him, you know, when it comes down to it, if someone attempted to take her man, she would have an issue, you know, she'd have an issue with it because she does love him. So I always like those tender moments. And so that's why it gets a little higher from me. All right, dude. Nice. Are you out? Um, I give this a four out of five, too. I, I really like it because that, that just means you really like it. I really do. Um, I had a great time watching this for the show. Uh, everything was strong. There's no... Uh, it's crazy how far they went with Kelly and making her a slut and stuff. Oh, like, dude, I thought I thought I was kind of going crazy, Alex. I was like, are they really going this far? Especially, <laughs> especially because I wouldn't have noticed uh, about the age thing unless you guys didn't bring it up, obviously, before. But wow, man, now that you bring that to the forefront, it kind of is excessive, isn't it? <laughs> At seventeen, I guess so. Yeah, dude, that's like crazy. I, they they really do push it for that age. But I think at the time, everybody wasn't like up in arms about stuff. Yeah, this is before way before Harvey Weinstein, right? Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so it's like, yeah, it's it's great. The whole premise is pretty funny that she thinks Al's cheating. He's actually not. Steve being a homeless guy. Marcy's hair gag going out throughout the episode. <laughs> yeah. I kind of liked that they were in the beauty parlor like it's nice to see him in a different setting again you know we always talk about new sets on the show whenever they're, they're somewhere else so that's always cool Alex too I want to say too I don't want to uh, go over uh, just because that the um, not not Will Smith's mom in Fresh Prince I thought she had some great lines by the way and I'd be interested to see if she has a recurring role on this show because she really is good. But then the other one, the, the chunky one, oh my God, she was funny. Two-man Pegasus, some really funny friends. <laughs> yeah, they all got that sarcastic humor. I love it. Yeah, I, I really like it. It was a totally solid episode, and it's uh, it's another s- solid um, season four episode. Definitely not one of the highlights of season four or anything like that. But guess what, guys? Next week is... So, uh, wow, I love, I'm going to tell you now, five out of five before we even review oh, it. Oh, really? Next week, fair exchange. Um, let's just say it's about a French foreign exchange student. That's all. Oh my God, I know this episode. Oh, I am so happy that uh, I was forced to do this show. 